just like Megan mentioned, we're talking about Isaiah today. We're talking about how God tells the future to his people. We've seen a lot of the history of Israel so far. We've seen kings, we've seen bad ones, we've seen really bad ones. We've seen some that started out pretty good and then got worse, some that started out really bad and got a little bit better, but all in all, we have seen a people of Israel, an ancient people of Israel that have rebelled against God time and time again. And even though God sends his prophets to to win the people's hearts back, to get them to stop limping back and forth between worshiping the one true God and worshiping all of these false gods that they wanted to worship, the people of Israel continued to rebel against the one true God. And so what does God do? He sends another prophet. He sends Isaiah, and today we hear the message that Isaiah has for the people in our video for this morning. Isaiah was a prophet to the kingdom of Judah. He had seen a vision of what would happen to the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the capital of Judah. Isaiah told the people of Judah about his vision. He warned that God's judgment was coming to the people. God would punish the guilty. God's people had chosen to turn away from him and worship idols and false gods like their neighbors did. God always judges sin. Isaiah said that God's judgment was coming for the nations around Judah. Then he said that judgment was coming to Judah too. Judah's enemy, the Babylonians, would come into Jerusalem and take over the city. The people would try to get away, but they would be killed or captured. Isaiah told the people to repent. In his vision, Isaiah saw that instead of turning back to God, they ignored his warning. They danced in the streets and said, let's eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Isaiah warned the people saying, this will all happen, just like God said. The people of Judah would be punished for their sin. But Isaiah also brought them a message of hope. God's people would be captured by the Babylonians, but one day they would be set free. Through Isaiah, God told his people to listen and obey. God would punish their sin because he wanted what was best for them. God would act for his glory and their good. When you escape from Babylon, Isaiah said, go tell the good news of what God has done for you. God sent Isaiah to warn of his coming judgment. A greater day of judgment is coming when God will judge sin for a final time. Jesus came to die on the cross and rise again. Everyone who repents of sin and trusts in Jesus will be safe from God's judgment and have eternal life. So Isaiah's message to the people of Israel was to listen and obey. Listen up. Because God is foretelling the future. He's going to tell you the future. And in the future, God has judgment and salvation. That's the message of Isaiah. It's a message of judgment, but also a message of salvation. Judgment because God deals seriously with sin. 
And that's what the people of Israel may not have wanted to realize, but, but that's what Isaiah had to shock them into realizing, that, that God is going to deal seriously with sin. That sin has consequences in this world and sometimes even eternal. God says he's going to deal with sin. And in his prophecy to Isaiah, it's actually the God of Israel here invents the game of shot put. He says, I'm going to take you like a ball. I'm going to whirl you around and I'm going to launch you into an open field. And I'm going to throw you out of the city. God had planted the people of Israel in the promised land. He had done everything for them. He had provided for them. And when they rejected him, God says, I'm going to throw you out of the city. You're going to be captured by the people of Babylon, landing in a field somewhere far off. God deals seriously with sin. But he does it so that his people would repent. You see, the end of Isaiah's prophecy is not judgment. The end of Isaiah's prophecy, the goal of his prophecy is salvation. He doesn't want just for people to know that God deals seriously with sin. He does, but he also wants people to know that God deals graciously with his people. And even though he's going to throw them out of the city and they're going to land out there in the field of Babylon, God does it so that they will realize their sin, repent of it, ask for God's forgiveness, and God will welcome them back home because God deals graciously with his people and he will plant them firmly in the land and he will be the God that he promises to be to them. He will serve them and protect them there in the land. God deals graciously with his people. That's Isaiah's message to the people of Israel. And Isaiah's message isn't only to the Old Testament people of Israel, but it's a message to the New Testament people too. It's a message to the entire church of God that calls on Jesus Christ, that God deals with sin seriously, but he deals with his people graciously. Pastor Roberts often talks about sin as something that's sticky. You can't really wipe it off on your own. And when he uses that analogy, it makes me think back to the days when I used to be a painter. And that's kind of the way I paid my way through college and seminary is I would do a lot of painting. Latex paint, I was good with. When I had to use that oil-based paint, that was the end of me. Because inevitably, I would get it on something. And inevitably, I would forget my paint thinner at some other job site, and I wouldn't have enough rags to clean it up. And so I remember this one time, I was going from one apartment complex to the other, carrying way more stuff than I should have, and I had this tray full of oil-based paint, and I was walking along, and I tipped it just a little too much, and it spilled on the floor in the middle of the hallway of the apartment complex. And I didn't have any rags, of course, and I didn't have any paint thinner, and I was incredibly unprepared and I'm looking at this floor and I'm thinking well I could just kind of leave it come back later tear up the floor throw it out and start over and then I looked down at my shirt and I said well I guess this t-shirt had a good run (laughs) so (laughs) that was what I had so that was what I had to do I had to take the t-shirt off I had to mop up the paint with my t-shirt and the floor was saved. The sin from the floor completely removed, but the t-shirt, 
It was trash. You see, that's kind of how God deals with sin. He doesn't just look the other way. He doesn't just pretend it's not there. He doesn't just try to cover it up. But he deals with it seriously. And if the floor that is covered with sin is our lives, well, then God looks at his son to wipe it up. If the floor that's covered with sin is our lives, and if it's kids, if it's every time you don't obey your parents, you don't do what they say just because you don't feel like it. Parents, if if it's every time that your temper just kind of gets a little too high and you say something that you didn't mean it. Families, if it's every time that you you say, well, we make an excuse. We, We really don't have time to do a family devotion. We don't have time to talk about Jesus and his word for our lives, but But we do have time to make that hour for Netflix every night. It's like that oil-based paint spilling out, sin spilling out on our lives. And God deals seriously with sin. But he also deals graciously with his people. And he doesn't want to tear you up and throw you out. So what does he do? He sends his son to this earth and says goodbye And as Jesus walks into the waters of baptism that washed us clean, they wash him dirty. Like a t-shirt mopping up that paint. And God takes Jesus, who is now stained with all of the sins that we were guilty of, and he throws him like a shot put out of the city. And he lands in a field outside of Jerusalem on a cross. And there... God deals seriously with sin on the cross. Jesus gives up his life for you. He takes on all of your sins on himself and pays for them as God deals with sin seriously so that God will deal with you graciously. So that when he looks at your life, he sees nothing but the spotless life that Jesus lived. You see, The reality of what Isaiah prophesies, the future he prophesies, is a future of judgment and salvation. Because God does judge sin. And if the way we deal with sin is to try to cover it up, to pretend it's not there, to hide it away and say, Jesus, don't touch this sin. Well, there's a judgment day in the future for those sins. But if we make a habit of hearing God's word, of talking about God's word, of hearing God's word of judgment and salvation. And when we hear that word, we don't cover our sins up, but we bring them out into the open. We confess, I'm not perfect. Sometimes we even confess, I really messed up here and this has really, this has really burdened my conscience. You confess it to a pastor, you confess it to a close Christian friend. And you hear their words of forgiveness. Well, for you, who don't cover up your sin but bring it out before God to deal with it, your judgment day has already come. Your judgment day already comes in the past on the cross. And Isaiah's message for you for the future is a day of salvation. A day when God won't see you as a sinner, but will see you as his innocent, beloved child and will welcome you into his house, into his promised land. Because God 
wants to deal graciously with his people. In Jesus' name, amen.